folks, to another edition of Hitting the High Notes. Um, uh, we haven't been on for about a week. Um, uh, we have some housekeeping uh, news here. Uh, we are no longer part of the Pulse Podcast Network. They decided to drop some of their NBA coverage. Uh, so now we're independent, which is just fine. We're still going to be here talking jazz. Uh, with me tonight, we have Jared Barker, Go the Distance 49. What's up, Jared? Hey, man. How's it going? We hit some high notes tonight. He's, oh, man. That was yeah, bad. He's, that was bad. he's getting ready for uh, <laughs> He's getting ready for his karaoke birthday party, folks. Ooh. So. No, no, no. Uh, he's getting ready to That's not get, get some. Man. That's not I'm canceling. No, <laughs> seriously, I'm canceling. Get, get those um, uh, get those uh, vocal cords going. Canceling that though. Yeah. Didn't, so uh, we are uh, just a few days away from the Jazz uh, going into the playoffs against the number as the number five seed against the number four seed, the Houston Rockets. And let me tell you, the past couple days, Jazz fandom has been. Oh, they've been up and down. I'll tell you that right now. It's been it's been rough. Yeah, I mean, when five games go against you in the stretch of two days. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, like, I mean, like, yeah, like going with the timeline of what happened, the Jazz, uh, you know, who had locked themselves uh, into the five seed after a win against the Nuggets. Uh, uh, what was that? Tuesday night. Um, they. We're watching the well. Jazz fans were watching the Thunder come back from a ten-point deficit in the fourth quarter and hit a game winner, Paul George's game winner, to beat the Rockets. Uh, that set up uh, that same night Blazers and Lakers. Blazers hit, hitting a three uh, against a sort of deplete, well, a, not sort of a depleted Laker team who are going through their own turmoil. Uh, the next day. Jazz fans who were upset that night because it looked like the Rockets were set to be the four seed got a little bit of reprieve because the Blazers said they were going to sit Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Uh, they ended up sitting a lot more people in that game to play the Kings. They they played the, the Blazers played six guys in that game. It's crazy. And they, man. Yeah, they they were down by twenty five points and the Kings somehow lose that game and the T Wolves uh, Timberwolves without Cat. We're up by ten with four minutes left against the Nuggets, and the Nuggets end up beating yeah. uh, the Denver scored fifteen straight unanswered points. And all that means what that happened was the Jazz had gone from playing the Portland Trailblazers as the number four seed, a game which a lot of Jazz fans feel is a much more winnable series, to playing against the Rockets in the first round and. A lot of despair, a lot of gloom and doom, but uh, you know, I think a lot of fans are starting to turn around and say, you know what, let's support this team. And uh, I, there's still a lot of despair out there, but the the Jazz are going to be facing the Rockets and uh, a team that beat the Jazz four uh, one last year in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the the hope springs eternal in this fan base, man. I think it's the BYU fans in the fan base because um, <laughs> there's a lot of. A lot of folks who are like, oh, yeah, we're ready for this Rockets team. Da, 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 da. And it's like, okay, uh, don't be so gung-ho. I mean, we have a chance, maybe. But, like, don't be, get, like, overconfident. There's no reason well, to be I overconfident. Mean... <laughs> people are being... Some people are being so overconfident. It's like, come on, guys. Well, I mean, if you, think they're overconfident, if you think they're overconfident now, I mean, they were overconfident when they thought the Blazers were going to throw the game away yesterday, which 
to be fair, the Blazers did try. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anthony um... Simmons, man, 37 points. <laughs> As a rookie, 19-year-old rookie. But. Uh... Oh, Grayson Allen, 40 points. Uh, I, I retweeted my own tweet because uh, a couple uh, about a you know maybe a week and a half ago, yeah. I had kind of said that the the Jazz could be facing the Rockets in the first round, and some people came at me saying they probably didn't see that happening. But the point of the tweet was, I said that even though the Blazers might be the easier matchup, it was no, it was not an easy matchup. There was a big difference, and you know the. You know, a, a friend West, of mine man. tweeted me today. He said that we were either gonna get torched by or scorched by Lillard and McCollum, or we're gonna get scorched by Paul and Harden. And to be fair, that, that that's that's a, a fair point. I don't think the Jazz. I mean, the Jazz would have been favored against the Blazers, but I wouldn't have said I would have been overly confident, as some fans uh, said they would be. So now uh, let's get. I mean, the five thirty eight has a Jazz as a thirty percent chance of beating the Rockets in the series, which is the highest of all the underdogs, which is nice. But uh, how do you feel, Jared? How do you feel about the Jazz Rockets series here? Uh I mean, just you mean like you want me to make a prediction now, or just or like I mean, like just like like what do you think the differences are between like we don't have XM this year, which is gonna hurt. Uh, no, I mean, XM played really good defense when he played against the Rockets. Uh, we do have Rubio. We added Kyle Korver since last year. Um, well, I the, think the, the Rockets major, have lost some key major. players. The, the The Rockets have lost Ariza, mm -hmm. and uh, I can never say his name right. The other The other good defender, you guys know who I'm Mama talking Lupe? about. Thank you. Ugh, his name is so hard for me. Luke. Yeah, he's out for the year now. Clippers cut him. Yeah, so I mean, th there are some differences. Like, the, I, I'm not saying the Jazz are dead in the water. I, I do think it is a little unlikely, but the Jazz have a, a puncher's chance, which is better than you can say for a lot of teams against the Rockets. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. I mean, I think we, uh, we, we aren't seeing the same Houston team as last year. I mean, they're still really, really good, um, but I think uh, Dan Clayton mentioned it a lot. Uh, online that he uh, he thinks that the Rockets just don't quite have because they don't have the same personnel and he was also I mean you guys talked about this a lot in the episode that you guys did together um, I mean they, they don't quite defend the same is kind of what his main points were if I'm recalling correctly and he said he had a piece coming out of that so that's gonna be cool shout out to the Salt City Hoops folks yeah and yeah, actually, to the, one of the smartest Twitter follower Twitter followers I follow, at least. Oh um, yeah, uh, those yeah. graphics he and, puts um, out those are always fun. Yeah, and so yeah, the Rockets are, are are a tough matchup, and a lot of people forget last year that they played the Jazz very well defensively. Uh, I'm not saying the, the the Rockets have dropped a little bit defensively, but they're still a pretty good team. Yeah, um, they're still pretty elite. Yeah, so. It's gonna be interesting to see what the the Rockets do, and you you know why I'm on Twitter. I I'm on Twitter for the roller coaster of emotions. And so, uh, like I I I really do like seeing the ups and downs of each fan base because the last two days, like, I mean, like I oh said, yeah, the Jazz it's a, fans it's, were up and down. It's that literal Ron Burgundy gift. I'm a glass case. I'm in a glass case of emotion. Glass of emotion. Man, seriously, up and down, up and down. Oh, especially during the, during the two games, man. Like, I was <sighs> watching them with a friend, and oh my goodness. We were just both like, what? No! Oh! Ah! ah, ah. <laughs> so we, like, turned on 
one of the secondary games, like, uh, like folded up on, on the phone or whatever. And it's just like, oh my goodness. The, the funny thing was, our game was actually enjoyable. Like, we were, I was surprised that we were playing so well because the salt, the I didn't salt think we were going to be able to score. We, yeah, we were playing against, like, a fully stocked Clippers team who's going to go have to face Golden State. And, and we took it to overtime. I mean, Grayson Allen had 40. George Niang looked great. I mean, and he has for the last few games or so. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm impressed. Like, the deep bench guys really showed out, and they showed that some of them really have the chops to maybe make it crack the rotation next year. Yeah, some of the, the things I like to do is, like, when things are going badly for teams, I like to hit their Reddit to see how they're doing. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, Nuggets Reddit was just going off – was on fire for the last four minutes. They just – were cursing because they, they they thought they lost this number two seed. Um, Thunder fans could not understand why the Blazers were trying to duck them because they're like, well, that's stupid because because I'm mean, you have to face the Warriors in the second round and the Thunder weren't weren't being altruistic for the Blazer fans. They were just they they wanted to face the Blazers in the first round because they swept them in the regular season. So yeah, um, just a just a bunch of them like. Uh, at the end of the day, the Nugget fans were very happy because their quote-unquote plan worked. Uh, the Thunder fans were very happy because it looks like they might get out or the, they, they might have the, as somebody said on Twitter, the easiest path to the Western Conference Final. It'll be uh, interesting to see, man. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see if the Spurs, like if the Spurs take out the Nuggets, it's just like, wow, man, Popovich still got it, right? <laughs> right. I mean, it, it, uh, my, my friend texted me today and said, do you think the Spurs can win? I said, here's the thing. The Nuggets are going to have – the Nuggets are being disrespected by a lot of pundits and fans out there because they are the number two seed in the West. Right. Uh, but, I mean, there are a lot of – you know, it's, it's good. If you look at predictions, I bet a lot of people are going to say the Spurs at least get to six or seven or they actually beat the Nuggets in upset. So – uh, Nugget fans and the Nuggets are a pretty good team. Like they, they do. I mean, Jokic uh, is an All NBA center, yeah. and they have some good young quality guards. They have veteran leadership in Paul Millsap, so I, I wouldn't count the Thunder out. Or sorry, the Nuggets out. But uh, guess what? If the Nuggets do lose in the first round, I'm not going to be like shocked. So. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked if OKC loses either. I mean, the clip the the Blazers are hurt. Yes, but. Honestly, I think that they're very adaptable in some ways. You know, they they play a team defensive scheme. It's not just all dependent on Nurk. So they, um, I mean, well, well, OKC relies a really heavily on Paul George, and Westbrook has actually really stepped up on defense this year. It's kind of surprising. You know, he's not as bad as he used to be. He's more locked in on that. Westbrook end. or Lillard. Well, Dame has been better for the last two years or so. Okay, so you, okay. So, no, I think Westbrook yeah, so, has been decent this year, which is yeah, surprising. Like, that's why I think, I mean, the Blazers were trying to drop down to play the Jazz in the first round because uh, the Blazers Because they got two confident. guards that can focus. Yeah, that's... Yeah, and, and, and they, they felt more confident that they could beat the Jazz, which is fair. The, the Jazz and the Blazers split the ser- season series 2-2, and... One of those games, Nurk was out and the Jazz got rolled yeah. by, by the Blazers. So, yeah, I remember that game. Then. Yeah, so I mean, Myers Leonard went was off. Yeah, it was it wasn't a given if the Jazz and Blazers played that the Jazz would win, 
And it's not a given that if the Jazz and Rockets, well, the, when the Jazz and Rockets play, that the Jazz are going to get smoked. So I think I think there should be a happy medium of confidence for Jazz fans. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it, it's kind of it's kind of funny to me that uh, I remember seeing a lot of these tweets or uh, in the middle of the year that said the Jazz were needed to step up in these quote unquote must win games, you know, game number fifty five or fifty six or uh, like the ones against the Blazers came to mind because. The Jazz had a chance to get the tiebreaker in that situation, right? Um, and those uh, must-win games actually turned out to not come into play at all for tiebreaker situations. And ironically, if the Jazz had lost a couple more games, the Jazz could be the number six seed yeah. and have that that path to the. Well, the, people were saying yesterday that uh, was it yesterday? I don't know. People were saying if we lose to Denver, then we're, we're the sixth seed. And I'm like, yeah. And 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 the the Jazz didn't want to game the standings that way. I mean, they could have. Yeah. And, but to all, me, of, all all of a sudden, you know, like, a game, a game eighty one. Go ahead. Sorry. The I mean, the Jazz organization just doesn't believe. We believe in playing playing the right way, playing honest, play you know playing balls to the wall. You know, whatever you want to call it. We believe in in going all in. That's what the organization believes in, and they're not going to change that philosophy for one game yeah. or ten games. Or, you know, we didn't tank for ping pong balls the same way that other teams tank. We, I mean, it, it, we let free agents walk because we felt like we had to reset. We had to figure out what we had with our young guys. And how long did we tank for, really? I mean, we were only bad like a couple years, and then, you know, Dennis Lindsay really – turned on the mojo and we drafted some good players and a good player left but we replaced him with a great player <laughs> so uh yeah, yeah I, uh, I think I'm uh gaming the I mean all of a sudden fans wanted the Jazz to game the standings in, in game 81 versus when it was game 60 and we were playing somebody we thought was going to be a playoff opponent and said well we have to win this game and yeah, it's but, funny but all of a sudden we want to tank, right? All of a sudden we want. Yeah. All of a sudden and, we're and jazz all fans in. were. And jazz fans were upset when we lost to the Hawks on the road, or when we lost to the Lakers last week, or when the Jazz uh, uh, lost the. This is know, a very good point, man. <laughs> yeah, these, these, like, what I'm trying to say is that some sometimes regular season games are kind of all the same. And so yeah. there, there are probably no must-win games in the regular season unless it's Honestly, you're this point is like – this is an extremely smart point. And I think that, that man, this I this is going to get a – this is going to get you a lot, of, a lot of listens because, honestly, yeah. that's like some wisdom, some knowledge you're dropping right there, man. Give, give me an Emmy or whatever <laughs> the podcast equivalent of yeah, Emmy we'll, is. We'll give you a potty or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Before you go on, hey guys, uh, thanks for listening to hitting the high notes. Uh, uh, you know, please like, download, and subscribe to our podcast. We uh, release one or two a week. Uh, we're gonna be right in the thick of the playoffs here, and then after the playoffs, it's draft time and off season and all that fun stuff. Uh, leave us a five star review if you can uh, on Apple iTunes. Uh, again, you can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify. Google Podcasts, Anchor, a lot of uh, other places, platforms where podcasts are. So go ahead and uh, give us a like and subscribe. Thanks. Oh, and Hugh's got something real special coming up for you guys next week. So 
to uh, stay yes, tuned. Yes, I do. We got we got we got big episodes next week. So, uh, so there's there's a reason why I did not feel the emotion that a lot of other jazz fans felt uh, when we found out that we were going to play the Rockets twice, really. <laughs> like, two nights in a row, we're like, oh, we're playing the Rockets, and then we weren't playing the Rockets, and we are playing the Rockets. Uh, did you see uh, the tweet that Andy Larson uh, tweeted out today about his hotel in Portland? Uh, Yeah, no, I saw like, that, and I was just like, yeah. Andy, so you Andy jinxed Larson, us! Yeah. Blame Andy! Andy Larson, and, uh, <laughs> he is uh, a writer for the uh, Trib, Salt Lake Tribune, and he uh, booked his uh, hotel in Portland, uh, before the Sacramento at halftime, he did it at halftime when the Kings were eighty-seven to fifty, whatever Six, or whatever. Sixty-two is a 62, twenty-five point lead. <laughs> yeah. So, just so yeah, so uh, folks, uh, that's Jasmine, some hubris, another, man. Here's, hubris. Here's some here's some more uh, wisdom for you. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. <laughs> yeah, bingo. Uh, I mean, so th- there, it was go a good bet. I mean, right? But. Uh, Unfortunately, Anthony Simmons had other plans. <laughs> or the Kings had other plans. I don't know. Well, that's man. true. They sat their whole starting lineup in the second half, apparently. Like, yeah, it's, uh, it was a, it's a very weird situation there in Sacramento. So I, do, I really don't get the, the Jaeger firing, man. I really don't get it. Um, uh, you know what? I, I've heard some things. and I, I did read this. We'll, there's we'll an interesting. In here, but yeah, there's an interesting there's, piece let's on the ringer that, I'd recommend checking out. Who, let's just see. Let's say that I've heard that uh, De'Aaron Fox and uh, Jaeger probably didn't get along. I heard. So, I heard that about know. Buddy Heel too, and that's like, if you don't well, get along, remember with... that uh, we're on our King's tangent right now. You're, you're welcome at King's Pulse. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> there was that shot uh, that Buddy Hill took that was like five feet behind the line that he drained, and Jaeger yelled at him like this is like a month ago, and then uh, Buddy Hill had another uh, shot like that to either win or tie the game, and he passed on it. And it's just one of those one of those weird things that happens. But uh, back to why I feel I don't feel confident against the Rockets. But back to why I wasn't freaking out about playing the Rockets in the first round. Um, first of all, to me, this season is already a success, regardless of what happens in the playoffs. Uh, maybe if the Jazz get swept, that would leave a really bad taste in, in our mouths. But. Uh, I feel the Jazz season is already a success. Uh, Rudy and Donovan have already made huge leaps, um, especially not just um, from year to year, but from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Yeah. Um, the Donovan um, had such a rough start that people were really questioning it, and you know now those questions are gone. Donovan has not a lot of talk, but some talk to make the All NBA third team. Yeah, uh, Rudy might. Be the shout, defensive player of the shout year. Shout out HP Basketball at HP I Basketball. Know, right? Right? Um, the Jazz yeah, hater that's... always. He gave us some props and he put Mitchell and Gobert on all NBA. I thought, um, I, thought I had like was still dreaming or crazy. something. Right? And I woke up and like, I was like, what is this? Like, how is Matt Moore praising the. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> it's like he's always trolling us. What happened? Like. Uh... <laughs> So I think the the Jazz, um, like even if the Jazz lose in four or even five, the Jazz look like an interesting team next year. And a lot, I know a lot of people are worried that if the Jazz don't make it out of the first round or get you know did get smoked, that the offseason is going to be hard for the Jazz. And my counter to that is look at what happened to Portland last year against New Orleans, and look at them this year. Portland's the number four seed in the playoffs. And New Orleans is, you know, kind of a dumpster fire. 
and uh, Portland didn't add anybody of note that I can that I can think of. Rodney Hood, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, they, they, that was at the trade deadline. You know, the trade he deadline. Cancer, and the man. Market. Oh my goodness, yeah. what a free agent or what a pickup off the waiver wire. Yeah. So, I mean, the Jazz, the Jazz are going to have a little bit of cap room, uh, and depending on how much cap room they'll have is up to what they do with Derek Favors. But I, I think a lot of fans, and maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. Maybe I'm wrong. I live in a world where. Uh, I think Dennis Lindsay can get an audience with whoever he wants, and maybe, maybe it's, you know we're not going to get an audience with Kevin Durant, but I think Dennis Lindsay has a list of players that he thinks not only fit what we want to do as a team, defensively, offensively, and all that, but he has a list of players that he thinks would mesh well with um, uh, our culture and our players, and uh, Donovan and Rudy have done a lot, too, to be ambassadors for the Utah Jazz. Yeah. And so, I mean, I mean... There, there are some guys that maybe we don't think of as the quote unquote third star, but they, I think the Jazz can. What I think the best fantasy for the Jazz is to find the diamond in the rough. Like when the Jazz signed Absolutely. Carlos Boozer and Momo Okur back here, back, back way back when, those guys weren't stars yet, and they got paid good money, but those guys played well over what their contracts they, they received were. So yeah, if the Jazz can hit some more diamonds in the rough, that would be a pretty good deal. I think that's kind of our MO as a franchise. Like we find Royce O'Neal and he becomes this really good defensive player and he's actually his offensive game seems like it's coming along, man. He seems like he's Royce has made some decent uh jumps in his game and Paul Millsap, he's had some uh, Wesley yeah. Matthews. Millsap was a great second round find, probably our best second round pick ever. Yeah, Wesley uh, Matthews is probably the greatest uh, Russell undrafted is, free agent we ever signed. Russell um, is um, really mad at you for calling Paul Millsap the greatest second-round pick ever. What, Brian Russell? <laughs> I mean, I, I love Brian Long Russell. State. I have a, I have a signature on a T-shirt, man. I love that guy. <laughs> he, he, I, he, I met he him in person. Like, but I was such, I was such a little oh, kid, and he was yeah, it was uh, RC Willie, man. <laughs> oh, I thought, see, mine was that mine was that Junior Jazz. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Well, um, I was right, so enough. I couldn't say I couldn't say anything to him. I was so, I was so nervous. I'm so shy. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, so I think I think a lot of fans will worry about the off season, and maybe the Jazz don't get the big name like the Mike Conleys or the Kemba Walkers or whatever. But or the well, you're forgetting Middleton, man. He's like the dream. <laughs> Harris Middleton. I, I I did I did say I, uh, if the Jazz got one of those guys, those would I think count as the third big name or would, I think those will count as big names so that's why I was, try, I was trying to yeah. yeah I mean yeah yeah so uh, uh, so why, I don't know like gaming the standings was such a, a wild thing to watch the last couple of days um, the Nuggets obviously last week dropped a game in hopes that what happened happened that the Blazers would move up to three and the Rockets would move down to four uh, the Blazers tried to game the system tried to game the system to move down to face the Jazz to have a better chance, not to win the championship, but to get a first vet round victory. Uh, the Thunders, the Thunder fans were uh, watching, and they were getting mad at Blazer fans for trying to tank, or not tank, but trying to yeah. uh, lose the game right. and avoid them because the, the the Thunder think they can get a first round victory by playing the Blazers instead of the Rockets. Yeah, and it's, it just shows that 
we're gaming the system because the Warriors are just so much better than everybody else. Yeah. It's crazy that the Warriors are just, you know, I talked about this with Dan, like the Warriors are not just tier one, they're tier one and tier two. Maybe the Rockets are like 2B or like right below that second tier. Yeah. And then maybe it's everybody else. And that's I, why I, I think that's they, fair. I, I, yeah, I admire the Jazz for not tanking because, or not gaming the, the standings, excuse me. We, we say tanking so much when it's <laughs> yeah. in the NBA. But instead of gaming the standings because uh, the Jazz, uh, as Dan said on our last podcast, whether they feel it's right or wrong, they feel, uh, whether it's right or wrong, they feel they can match up with any team in the NBA, so they don't care. Uh, I said this on Twitter earlier. It's like, it's like when uh, Becky Lynch of the WWE says, line them all up, I'll knock all their heads off. The Jazz are ready to take on anybody. And the Blazers and the Thunder and the um, yeah, they're, Nuggets. They're, their organization showed that they have a lack of faith in their players. Uh, lack of faith in not just the players, but their whole like system overall. They don't, they, you know, they, they don't trust their coaches. They don't trust their players. Yeah. And everybody, and the, like the Blazers, for instance, would rather have played the Warriors in the second round if they could have beaten the Jazz in the first round. Yeah, they're playing the, for a first round. They were playing for a first round win. I guess I don't know. Yeah, the Thunder were very were much happier, are much are much happier to play against the Blazers in the first round than the Rockets. Uh, and and they think they have a, a real legit chance of beating whoever they face in the second round if they get there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but they would still have to face the Warriors eventually, and I don't know if they feel conf- confident that they could beat the Warriors, but they can at least say they, they got to the Western Conference Finals. And right. so, I mean, if you're not going to win the championship, I, I, I'm not saying that winning the championship should be the be-all, end-all. Right. But I think for certain teams, if you don't win the championship, uh, I guess what, what I'm trying to say is the Jazz, I feel like whether they w- lose in the first round or lost in the conference finals, they would have been okay with, with the result. Right. And they're, I mean, the players would have been okay. Yeah. But I think the organization knows that, hey, the Warriors aren't going to be around for a while, or forever, excuse me, and that this Jazz team has they have at least two great building blocks. Yeah. They've got a really good core. They have a really good front, front office. They have a great coaching staff. I mean, just today, Alex Jensen's name popped up for, uh, in the coaching search for the Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. job. Yeah. Woj after, uh, after, yeah. After Igor left last year for the Suns. I mean, the jazz are that team now where we're respecting the coaching tree is being picked off. Yeah. yeah. So the jazz, I think feel, uh, pretty confident about, being the Rockets. I asked you again, how confident do you feel about being the Rockets? I mean, maybe like, maybe 35% on like a good day. Um, that's, a, that's, that's fair. Because, I mean, a lot of things would have to go right for us. I mean, I was listening to Locke postcast last night after the game, and he was like kind of going crazy a little bit. <laughs> but he talked about how... Um, our David shots. Locke going crazy? What? Well, yeah, no. right. Typical, right? Um, so he he talked about how we got really good shot quality against the Rockets. In fact, apparently we got like the fifth best and like the eleventh best and the thirteenth best or whatever quality of shots of any team in eight, over the span of eighty-two games. We had like a bunch of them in the top twenty uh, versus the Rockets. So if we can 
hit those shots because that's the real problem is we didn't make the shots and now that we're making shots more than we were before if we keep getting those quality looks and they translate to makes maybe that gives us a real puncher's chance you know what i mean yeah. um so i mean things have to go right for us honestly we cannot play poorly and shoot 40 percent from the field and expect to win we've got to shoot at least league average from three and then try to slow down their three-point shooting because they shoot shoot them like you know gangbusters just keep going <laughs> um and so we it's gonna take a lot man we got to see how much Rudy has really improved defensively. Uh, Capella was hurt, and I've heard that. I mean, I don't know if he looks a little bit slower uh, laterally, you know, so he can't switch one through five quite as well, because because he's more mobile than Rudy. I mean, if he has one thing over Rudy, it's he's more mobile. Rudy's a little bit bigger. He's strong. Well, Capella's probably about the same. I don't know. Are they the same? Do you think they're about the same strength? Or is Capella a little bit edge in strength? I mean, it's it's hard to tell because I mean, strength is such a this these subjective things are, are weird because yeah, is it's what kind of strength is it bench press strength or is it like exploding off the floor strength? You know? uh, like like Capella, a, a, being able to like you know jog for position type strength is what I'm looking. <laughs> uh, that's more important in basketball. <laughs> yeah, I, I was that's what I was like. They're, they're, I mean, Rudy has gotten a lot stronger this year. You could definitely see he's gotten a lot stronger. So, yeah, I'll goes, give that to Rudy. He goes strong to the hoop. Oh, and man, okay, uh, we have to mention this, right? That he took Paul Millsap off the dribble with that. Oh, <laughs> that move is just awesome. How about you, you, you? After this, go to Jared's Twitter feed. He'll retweet that video so everybody can watch it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so what worries me about the Jazz against the Rockets is I think the Jazz so if the Jazz execute 90 to 100% of what they want to execute, they can they can beat anybody. The problem is I don't know if they have a plan B or plan C or plan D. I don't know if if things don't go well if they adapt as well as they should. Uh last year kind of showed that like they gave uh they punished the Rockets and made it the made the Rockets take a lot of mid range mid range jumpers. The problem is they have C the Rockets have C P three and he's one of the best mid range jumpers, uh yeah. jump shot makers in the league. Really? And he made a lot of Yeah, he made a lot of those. And the Jazz I felt like never adapted to that or didn't adapt soon enough to take that away. Something that might be slightly I mean, another thing that's slightly good for us is like is Chris Paul the same Chris Paul he was last year, or has he started? You know, has he lost uh, half a step? I think it's pretty. Uh, we can objectively say that he has. He is not the same uh, Chris Paul last year, mm -hmm. but he's still a pretty good version of Chris Paul. Right. Uh, and he and he has gotten healthier. Right. That's so true. this is. I mean, again, if the Jazz the Jazz don't have Exum, can but we have Rubio now. You know, so. Does that make a difference? And so we'll see. The, the I guess we'll see. Uh, first game is uh, Sunday. Uh, it comes out at the same time as Game of Thrones because the NBA, uh, the NBA schedulers don't care about that stuff. Um, but yeah, is there anything else that you want to bring up uh, about the Jazz Rockets or just Jazz in general? Um, let's see, Jazz in general, you say. 
I mean, it's a great form of music, man. Sweet, sweet jazz band. Gonna play it up in Houston on Saturday night. Lay down the smooth jazz tones. Well, in Houston is on Sunday night. They come back to. Oh Utah yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Saturday, Saturday night. Let's week. talk about. Let's talk about that real quick. The that the jazz and Rockets will be will play three games in a matter of like seven days. It's crazy. They have two days off between each. Which unfortunately I think benefits the Rockets more than it benefits the Jazz because it helps older players recover a little bit faster. Uh, I mean that's normal though for the playoffs. They usually get a couple days off between games. Uh, not all. Well, for the for the really good series, they do. Not all of them do. So you don't I think, think this is gonna be a good series? Am I hearing that you think this is not gonna be a good series? I said for the good series, they give them all the breaks. <laughs> for the, I, I bet a lot of the Eastern Conference series will be at Game Four or Game Five by the time the, the Jazz get to Game Three. So. Oh, you're, uh, maybe you're right. Because sometimes we don't. Yeah, you don't always get two days off between. Sometimes you just get one. So. Uh-huh. Like, they always change. So. Yeah, it, it really throws scheduling off because, like, if say say the Warriors. Well, if the Warriors sweep the Clippers and they just don't have as many, yeah, and they they get done in game or in game four, right. yeah, like the, the Jazz have, and the Jazz and my my prediction is either I'm trying to be very on each end of the spectrum here. If the if things go well for the Jazz or if things go well for the Rockets, I think the Rockets can win in five. Uh, but I think if the Jazz can uh, figure out how to execute well, uh. Four out of seven games. I think the Jazz can win in seven. I really do. Yeah, if we win, it would. If we were to win, are we going to be able to win Houston? I mean, it's not necessarily known as a particularly tough place to play, but we are so much better at home. Uh, are we? Well, I, then again, <laughs> yeah. No, this year's is kind of we're different. No, this this I mean, team is more like a Stockton the Malone era team where. We've okay. been good on the road and good at home, so yeah, like so our defense travels, like our offense travels. It just some, um, uh, it just is, is the, is a, that, is that night the Jazz game plan works. Team. Yeah, so I mean, which but is impressive I, I've considering seen we only have two guys who are even in the All Star conversations and not yeah, making saw, those teams. <laughs> we saw the Jazz. Yeah, how many years in a row? It'd be it'd be crazy if at least Rudy. Uh, Donovan's a long shot, but those guys made all NBA without making the All Star teams. Yeah, again, uh, right? If Rudy made yeah, it again, so <laughs> I know. Like, how often does a a possible two time Defensive Player of the Year uh, winner and possible two time All NBA player not make the All Star game? It's ridiculous. Oh, Jeff but, said it best you know. last night, man. He he was like, he said the coaches got it wrong. We were just talking about how Rudy got snubbed, and I was just like, oh, Jeff. You, like every all everyone in Utah was just like eating up everything you said because he he kept giving the Jazz compliments. Paul Pierce said great things. I don't know why anybody would want to face Houston HP, or Utah. HP They're a dangerous is team. The Jazz right. I, everybody's giving the Jazz everybody's loving the Jazz. So our pets' heads are actually, falling off. The, the problem is the problem is everybody's giving us love. This is when, why we should be worried. <laughs> that's that's when things always go to crap for us, that's right? The, that's, the, that's the same. That's the same jazz mentality I have. It's like, oh no, people are on board now. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I think. think oh, you gotta worry. There, there's something. There's something to be said about having the underdog mentality when nobody believes in you. So it, it, it it's a real thing. So. Well, uh, the fans don't anyway, believe. You know anything coming up, Jared? So there you we go. The fans don't up. believe. 
No, my birthday was on the third. My birthday was on the third. Yeah. So, uh, you have anything coming up here, Jared? Your birthday just came up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm 33 now. Happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, big big three three. Welcome, 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 my friend. Um, uh, great, great. Well, um, uh, you know, we we're gonna try to uh do a couple more of these during the playoffs at least. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll watch a game together. We'll see. Um, I got uh, so I I do have a whole bunch of other podcasts coming up. Uh, first of all, I have another channel called uh, Who Booked This. If you're a WWE fan, uh, I'm a huge WWE fan, so I'm always looking for guests. So hit me up. Um, uh, my jazz Twitter handle is at Jazz High Notes. I love, we do a lot of jazz talk there. If you want to hit me up, um, uh, my personal Twitter is at uh, WhoTransSuperman. That's H-U-U-T-R-A-N Superman. And Jared, you are. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I'm go at GoTheDistance49 on Twitter. 49. Nice. Let's go 49ers. Um, uh, also, um, uh, this week, I'm releasing a special episode. I might throw it in this feed and its own feed, but I'm... Uh, I'm doing a Game of Thrones podcast. Uh, we're doing a Game of Thrones death pool. So follow my Twitter if you want to get in on that. And uh, so a bunch of us former NBA um, podcast hosts from the Pulse Podcast Network are going to get together hopefully this weekend and do a little playoff preview. So also watch for that. So yeah, I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of podcasts to edit this week. So <laughs> hey, Jared, thanks for this. Is actually so. Jared, funny story, Jared and I have done like four of these. Jared helped me do my audition tape for the Pulse Podcast Network. And then we did like three other podcasts after this uh, while he hosted. And we've had audio problems every time. We and finally so like earned them out though, guys. We finally I got know. it. So th- those are like the lost episodes. So this is like, this is, hopefully this one works. This is like the best <laughs> of, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Um, uh, thanks for listening, guys, uh, to uh, hitting the high notes. Uh, keep uh, following us again. Like, subscribe, download, uh, tell your friends, leave a five star review. Uh, we try to do some jazz talk, and as Jared uh, alluded to earlier, we have a big, big uh, uh, Twitter show. That's all I'm gonna say. It's a tease, folks. We have a big Twitter show next week. So, thanks for joining us on hitting the high notes. <laughs>